0: Uh, So welcome to the uh, second edition of Lay of the Land podcast. Our graphics department came through for us. We increased their budget, so they really did a great job with Mm -hmm. our graphics. Um, So we have a very exciting show Uh, this time. We have a very special guest. He agreed to waive his appearance fee for us, so appreciate that, Dr. Todd. And we have a new co-host that we're going to be introducing. And I have some very exciting news about a phone call that I received. About this podcast, not this podcast, but our this podcast programming that I will share with our viewers. So I haven't told anybody about this phone call. They kept you on the air for a no. little That's right. <laughs> That's right. right. That's so, um, so we have again uh, Adam Graper back as one of our co-hosts, pace department director. Adam, thank you for coming back. Pleasure. We'll place that <laughs> in <be. laughs> <laughs> Great input there, rather. Uh Mary, who's off camera, uh, as she likes to be, but she's the brains behind uh, the podcast with all the high-tech equipment that we have here. So, Mary, thank you for coming back. We had a lot of great responses on our first podcast. Yes, we did. I got calls from all over, as far as Florida, somebody called me and said they watched the podcast. It's very exciting. It's really great. So, yeah. Um, How's Scotty doing? (laughs) Thank you, Martha. I appreciate it. Um, So one of our, you might notice on the graphic here, so Mayor Pete, I'm still the same, but we have Anthony Schlieder now. Our co-host Greg Falkowski went on to Greener Pasture, so we now have our new Chief of Staff, Anthony Schlieder. Anthony? Thank you, Mayor. Thanks for having me. Uh, It's a pleasure to be here. should be a lot of fun. So Anthony was our uh, our planning led our planning department for how many years? Did you seven years. Seven years. Okay. Did a fantastic job. Uh, really, I mean, Crown Point. Everybody wants to come to Crown Point, so planning department is usually the first phone call that somebody that's interested in coming to Crown Point as a business. Excellent. They call and talk to Anthony. So obviously, a very important position. It is, and it, uh, it was. It was exciting to, to be part of all of that and be part of all the growth and. Uh, Looking forward to this new position. Yep. so uh, very exciting that you're the chief of staff. So, and then we already replaced Anthony's uh, position uh, in the planning department with Grace Roman. So, uh, Grace used to be our assistant city planner. Correct. Um, we hired her for her credentials, and she, I mean, she just killed it with us talking to her in her conversation. So, she'd be a great asset. But um, when you have a city that's been around as long as the city of Crown Point, it's kind of hard to be the first in anything. Grace is the first uh, woman to lead our planning department in the history of the city. So, um, to her credit, it's on her credential. So, um, we'll bring her on in, we'll introduce her to Tuesday Talks. But, um, very excited that Grace is coming. So, she'll no doubt do a great job. So, um, you know, our listeners are going to want to know more about Anthony Schlieder, The Yeah, you're the planning guy. Used to be. Mm-hmm. But, what, I mean, you live in Crown Point, you married, but what's... I married. A, who I, is Anthony Schlieder? I've uh, been married for 24 years, uh, lived in Crown Point for about the same amount of time, and I have uh, two beautiful daughters, and, uh, you know, uh, before, before working for the city, I worked at uh, the Chicago Board of Trade for 20, 20 years, and uh, it's been great uh, transitioning uh, to, to being able to work and have a say in the development of, of the town where you you know live and raise your family, so it's been great. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's all, being part of the leadership team, you want to, you know, ideally live in a community that you serve. So, um, you're just much, that much more invested in it. So it's uh, great to have you part of the team. Adam, you also live in the city, right? I do. My kids are uh, sixth generation Crown Point Winfield. Wow. So yeah, lived here my whole life. Sixth generation. generation. Sixth generation. Yeah. So the, uh, even uh, you know, my wife's side goes back to the, uh, Solar Robinsons. So cool. all the way back on there. Farmers, we got steelworkers, we got oil people on there, so we're related to everybody. So, yeah, we're uh, we're good. So, we're not going anywhere. I you know. So, <laughs> so you you're <coughs> like the first in your family. First, you're the first pace department director in the history of the grapevine. That's uh, I yeah, I hang my hat on that every day. <laughs> so, it is it's a big deal. Like a, like a trucker hat made of that or something. First uh, pace department. Director. I like it. So yeah, no, we, we uh, I've been here at the city for more than seventeen years, so yeah. Started up in the mayor's office here, then did the tech side of it. and transitioned to that last year, so it's uh, it's been it's been fun. So uh, we're a lot of different hands, but uh, yeah, we enjoy it. So, but same thing, leadership team, your your you history of the yep. city and. Live here, so yeah. yeah. We have three kids. that Last year, they're in three different schools: middle school, high school, and elementary. So that was fun. Mm-hmm. Especially when you get the calls, you get the, every call, <laughs> every different school. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, just that was great. It sure. was good. So yeah. well, at least you're getting the calls. That's a plug to. And then the city on top of that was just. And then the city on top of that. was okay. just nice That's right. We're good. good. Mary, we have any calls yet from any of our listeners? No, we do not. <sighs> I don't know if the phone's plugged in. Oh, okay. I might have (laughs) had it on mute. We'll work on that. Um, So the exciting phone call that I got over the month. So have you guys ever heard of the National Association of New Podcasts? I had to write it down so I didn't forget the name. Oh, the NANPs. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I believe that's how they referred themselves to. Yeah. So I got a nice call from them. They wanted to let us know based on their charts and ratings, we're the highest rated podcast, newly released podcast from the Sea of Crown Point. That's huge. Number one. Fantastic, one. fantastic news. One. Number one. That's a pretty big deal. Right? Within the city boundaries, right? Well, they didn't specify <laughs> that. They, they did say that they would provide more information if we wanted to pay the subscription. <laughs> I think you got what you needed. That's right. It's the number one. That's Just right. Just stick one. with that. Number one. Well, I told him, yeah. you know, we're a low budget, so we don't have the $25. yet. But it's very exciting, the number one. The number we one are one accepting donations for anybody that's looking. So. That is correct, yes. So, um, And then before we introduce our uh, special guests, so two of the feedback or pieces of information, feedback that we got from our last podcast was uh mayor pete you're not speaking into the microphone we can't hear you which is i was kind of sitting back so trying to make a conscious effort to sit closer mary's nodding yes please sit closer and then they were c- critiquing my bare walls of my office which be, be my defense uh, should party, be packer walls <laughs> of yeah, our careful. special guest is a packers fan so you know i apologize for that ahead of time but, um so no i mean the part that you can't see is actually decorated Chicago Bears, Walter Payton stuff. So I'm working on the wall that was bare. So I did get one poster up there that I don't know if it's going to be on camera or not. Hey, hang that it's, oh, it's not even. <laughs> <all right>. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost level. <laughs> yeah. all right. So Mary says that's not even going to be on camera. so. But you have to take my word for it that it's, it's really your nice. office is really <laughs> coming along. So, um, all right. So, having all said that, so it is school season. Right, everybody's back to school. So we wanna thank our guest, Dr. Todd Terrell for um, taking his time out of his busy day and joining us. So I wanted to have you on because, you know, I know you are just a hot commodity going around and besides your office stuff, everybody wants to know what's going on with the schools. And obviously there's a lot. Um, so, you know, thank you for coming on. And we did uh, get a lot of questions. Can you ask him this, can you ask him that? All of which I'm Good. sure you've You've covered many, many times before, but I'm more than happy to uh, do that again. So I appreciate you. So, um, so I know, you know, you're the school superintendent, but yep. before you even, how did you even come to Crown Point? How did you, how did you land this? Role? Sure.
1: So actually, this is my 30th year in education. Uh, the last 20 have been in school administration. Ten before that as a teacher and coach. Um, the last eight years now have as a superintendent. So I was superintendent in Richmond, Indiana for five years, and then this position came open. Um, I was contacted by a couple of the leaders here within the state, within the Indiana School Board Association, uh, the Superintendents Association, and said, hey, we think maybe you ought to consider looking at Crown Point, exploring that opportunity a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, so I did, um, was impressed immediately with the school corporation with the, the academic achievements they've had, the success they've had, um, where they stood financially. Started looking more into the community here at Crown Point uh, with Winfield and Cedar Lake and uh, just was really impressed. My wife and I came up actually three different weekends uh, to visit the area and just ate at different restaurants, went in different stores, uh, talked to people about the area, talked to people about the school system, Uh, left just feeling like this was some place that we would really like to relocate to and so decided to go ahead and and apply for the position and uh, after multiple interviews and conversations uh, was extended the offer to come here be the superintendent and it's been a great move for my family. Uh, My wife and I love the area, love the community. Um, All the activities that go on from being on the square to uh, the different festivals and uh, Bulldog Park and the things that take place there, it's just been a great place to be. Yeah. So,
0: where, where did you go to college? Yeah.
1: So, I graduated uh, my bachelor's degree from a Division three school in Wisconsin named Maranatha Baptist University. Um, played football there. Did uh, you? Yeah. What position? Uh, I was an offensive lineman. Yeah. My but dad was actually the head basketball coach there and baseball coach um, from... I think I was 10 years old when he took that job, and he retired from there. So education has always been in my family. My brother was a teacher and coach, uh, now is the president of a small college in Wisconsin. Um, my wife's dad was a teacher and coach. Um, her brothers were both in uh, education, so it really runs thick in our family. And uh, so education has been something that uh, we've felt as a calling, if you will, for, for our lives and just thrilled to be here now. Yeah, wow. So, so you
0: played football. Yep. And your dad was the basketball and baseball coach. That's right. And you didn't get any dad pressure to yeah, know, so, get off the offensive yeah, line. Yeah, so. interesting
1: story with that one. Um, when we went to high school, my brother was five years older than me. Um, he was a pitcher, first baseman, change-up hitter, led his college team and batting average and everything else. I told my dad I would play one year, went out for it, and never forget it. It was my freshman year, and I was playing first base. I was the backup to the backup, and the guy in front of me was, we were out there practicing, and the ball was hit and thrown to first base, and it was right as the sun was setting, and it went right over the top of his glove. Hit him right in the mouth and knocked out his two teeth. And uh, the coach was like, oh, my gosh, this is horrible. And they're like, Terrell, get in. And I was like, <laughs> there's no way. What are you thinking? Yeah. no. Yeah. No, so, no, uh, no I no. Uh, I never felt that calling uh, to having somebody throwing that little ball at me as fast as they did trying to hit it. Yeah. Um, stuck to basketball and baseball and football when I was in high school. And then college stuck with football and went from there. Yeah. Oh. So. I can't blame you for that. Anthony, did you play? Did you play any sports?
0: Golf. Oh, uh, Anthony's a huge golfer, big yeah. hitter. Anthony lettered in golf. That's about it. Yeah. Oh, you lettered in golf. Yeah, Marion Catholic High School. Oh, okay. okay. That's a huge football school too, isn't it? it? Is, uh, yeah, they're a good, they're a football powerhouse. Wow, yeah. golf team, golf team. Nice. Anthony, yeah, he is. I can attest. He's a, he's a big hitter, as they call him on the course, in every direction. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. I'm doing my best. Adam, you know you're very no, I didn't. We're not an athletic. I was. Blue. Really? As you can tell from my physique, <laughs> I swam wow. varsity for three years in high school. <laughs> nice. Really? Uh, but yeah, I played uh, played baseball. I played basketball. I played, played a little bit of football. Uh, I always was uh, in the pond hockey. I played a little bit mm. of golf. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: And stuff. So I, I enjoyed the sports. Uh, yeah. But, again, uh, and I found... Uh, yeah, the, the calling was not there, the, the money thing, getting a job was there.
0: But it's, yeah, it's that's, cool. so yeah. that's kind of went yeah. and did that, but I uh, gave up on the swimming there. So. Uh, Lettered in the swimming varsity for three years. You did not. I most certainly did. Right, we're going to do a record yeah. check. Mary, can you write that it's down? Got we're gonna the do a record <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <Sure. Hey, laughs> I floated like very well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's right. The 100 back So is your is your have you ever looked is your picture hanging up you know the high school? I didn't win right, anything. Huh? You know, well, I mean, just like the team picture. Yeah, the team pictures up there. It is. It is. So, huh. yeah. all right, we're gonna check on that. Yeah. Go for it. That might be a next podcast. We might maybe get maybe our graphics. Yeah. I'll give you my department. Letterman's jacket for your wall next. Time. All, right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Very nice, Mary. Did you did you did you play any sports or anything at school? No. Oh. You were like journalism and writing stuff down yeah and writing stuff down yeah, <laughs> stuff down, yeah. <laughs> Very good. i play basketball i wasn't i didn't have the size for Pups. pops. Play pops. yes yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, freshman basketball coach chuck Smoljan. nice so i still see chuck around today yep mm-hmm. and then um actually quit my jv year and i went to play cyo basketball just because my friends were playing it and thought it would be mm-hmm. just different Change of pace, and it was—it it was a good time. But yeah, so we're kind of athletic, and then Mary would write and report everything. Yeah. Last place. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> it was before everybody got a ribbon uh-huh. and you know a for and stuff the, like Participation. That. No, it was, yeah, it was. No, you're going to sit the bench because you're not as good as other players. Anyway, so um, getting back to. to our, and, and what's going on with the school. So, um, obviously, there's a lot of construction going on with, yep. I mean, sure just is. about every school. Yeah. So, we actually got a lot of questions, not surprisingly, you know, my kid goes to this school, my kid goes to that school. Yeah. So, um, if it's okay, we'll just kind of start off with, you know, I see the construction and I've always, you know, what exactly is going on, like Timothy Ball big construction big project. construction Going project into the yeah so what what's the what's the project yeah
1: so kind of give you an overhead uh, view of it also we're doing we're in the middle of 330 million dollars worth of projects um, and might add here all that without having to raise taxes without having to do a referendum uh, cost our taxpayers any additional dollars which I think is really huge um, the largest project of this type in the state ever without having to do a referendum or raise taxes. So we're wow. really proud of that. Yeah, that's, that's and a that uh, deal. you know that that's a big deal for administrations gone by of school boards in the past. Um, our current school board and their fiscal responsibility as they've come into this uh, has really put us in that position to be able to do that. So what we're looking at with that though, um, when I interviewed with our school board uh, in June of, let's see, what was it, 2020, yeah. We, uh, one of the first things they said to us, to me was, we would really like a new middle school. We need a new middle school. Taft has been there for a long time, yeah. um, has served a lot of people well, but we need something. So we drove by and I was like, oh my goodness, yes you do. I just <laughs> been over at Colonel Wheeler and seen that building. And, yeah. um, you know, I've really felt like it was a testament to the staff there, the, the uh, culture of that building, that people hadn't really been up in arms a lot more than they were for a new building. So with that we started looking at what are the possibilities what are the financial situation we're in um, realized with the growth that we're experiencing here in crown point um, and when i say crown point i'm including winfield and i'm including uh, the portion of cedar lake that we serve as well that we need to be ready to handle what's coming mm-hmm. um, you know our estimation was we could see between three and four thousand homes over the next five six years um, between all of these three communities um, then I hear just yesterday that there's another one that is a possibility of 600 additional homes on yeah. the south side. And exciting right. times, exciting problems to have. Um, spent a lot of my career, all of my career up to this point in places where we were losing enrollment, closing schools, um, having to reduce our teachers. Uh, so this is a great problem to have. And even though it's challenging, it's still rewarding with what we're going through. So with that, we're building a new middle school uh, out on the east side of 65. Um, Taft Middle School will be out there. It's going to be an unbelievable facility. Uh, they're actually working on the brickwork on the outside of the building now, and most of the concrete is poured inside. Uh, we're taking our Taft teachers on a tour of that building here in a week and a half or so. So nice, it'll be really exciting to get them out there. Yeah, um, Have new fields, athletic fields, cross-country course, everything that needs... Uh, that the middle school needs to have um, then at the high school we're doing about 60 million dollars worth of work adding 38 classrooms um, enlarging our cafeteria to make sure that we've got enough space for the students that as we grow that we'll be able to serve them there um, adding on to the fine arts wing making sure that we have additional spaces there and then also in the PE um, area as well with a new weight room and um, speed development grass turf area as well for our physical education department. Uh, Then looking at Timothy Ball as you mentioned, both Timothy Ball and MacArthur are going through major renovations and additions similar to what took place out of Winfield Elementary Uh, right as I was coming in we were in the middle of that and then finishing that project. Um, Timothy Ball will have eight new classrooms on one end of the building on the west end of the building. Uh, where we just added the sidewalks. Thank you with you guys with the partnership there to make that connection to White Hawk. Yep, absolutely. Um, And then on the other end, we're actually moving our preschool uh, center, which is now over at the learning center, which is just west of Colonel Wheeler Middle School. Uh, That'll be moved there and connected with Timothy Ball. So there'll be four preschool classrooms there. And then a new kindergarten wing, new gym, beautiful new gym. And then the current gym will become the lunchroom. The lunchroom will become the new media center, and the media center that's currently there will be our new STEM uh, science, technology, education, engineering and math program uh, space for that elementary building (coughs) as well. So then we're doing all of that same kind of work at MacArthur and growing that. The preschool room will just have two rooms rather than four there. Um, Then as we look at our additional buildings, So right now we've got six campuses that have major construction projects going on. Uh, Colonel Wheeler, uh, we're connecting the learning center to Colonel Wheeler and then adding an auditorium on that property. Uh, The new Taft will have an auditorium, so we want that to be an equitable experience for our kids there. Uh, Both of those buildings will grow to be able to handle 1,400 students very comfortably, um, up to 1,600 as we continue to grow there. Then Eisenhower, we'll see within the next probably four weeks here, construction start to work there. We're adding another, I want to say there's six classrooms there and doing some work inside to expand that space as well. Um, and then Solon will end up having a major renovation and expansion similar to what we're seeing at MacArthur and Timothy Ball and Winfield. Um, one of our oldest buildings in the district with MacArthur. Yeah, Uh, adding on to it, changing the look of it, um, redoing the space there to make sure that it's up to par with all the others, and then Lake Street, which is our largest elementary school right now, coming in at 735, I think they've got in the building right now. We're not going to do a lot of additions there. We're going to add a couple of preschool classrooms, um, add a STEM space possibly there, and then but majorly redo the entire building so you walk into it and it feels like a, a new school. And overall, the whole project, the goal with this, is for all of our elementaries to be able to handle up to 700 students comfortably. Um, have four sections of each grade level in each building. With the addition, they can go up to five without any. We'll have rooms built into their pods where they can grow into that. Um, the two middle schools then will be functioning at about 1,400, but like I said, could go up to 1,600 comfortably. The high school then would be about 3,600. So all in once we get done, right now our population for our students is just just over 9,000. That'll put us where we can handle a population, a student population of 12,000. Really preparing us is what we see coming in the future with the growth that's coming. Um, And we'll be there fairly quickly. Um, Most of the work will be done by December of 24. Um, the rest of it that is continuing will, will stretch into 25, but a lot of work happening in a very short amount of time. Yeah. So, I mean,
0: I'm glad you, you kind of started that off with, because it's important for people to, to understand. They see all the construction, mm-hmm. um, which is obviously, to you guys' credit, that you're being proactive and building it for now, but building it for the future. Yeah. Sometimes they don't do that, so yeah. you guys are very smart <laughs> for doing that. But, you know, that people see it, and, well, my taxes must be going up. Look at all this construction, this school corporation's doing. So I'm right. glad you explained that, just with how the debt service and, and everything runs, that you're accomplishing all this. Like I said, the largest largest construction project mm-hmm. in the state of Indiana without having to do a referendum. That's That's, that's yeah. huge. So you're getting all this done with zero taxing. That's right. So you put in yeah. the,
1: the financial, system to, to work for, so yeah. um, you know, to your credit for doing that. Yeah, and that's that's really been a big part of it for our board. Uh, David Warney, our board president, has continued to keep that in front of us with, um, we've got to be proactive. We need to be ready for what's coming, but at the same time, financially, we need to make sure that we're in a spot where we can do this and do it well and uh, keep that burden from the taxpayers if at all possible, yeah. so appreciate his pointed direction with that but then the support of our board as well gone into it yeah um and then like you mentioned the the timothy ball
0: Mm -hmm. um so the sidewalk which people were asking about that too it's something seemingly so simple but you know was missing so if you know where timothy balls at and whitehawk you know that so you have whitehawk and then a stretch which is actually the county property and then the school property so in that county area there was not a sidewalk so mm-hmm. the, the kids would have to kind of make their Feel way on the street to the T-Ball yeah, some were walking walk in, in the street, especially winter months and, you know, the, the yeah. things were snow covered. Yeah. Um, so we worked with the school corporation um, and actually, you know, I wish I could sit here and take, that was my idea and my, I was all credit to me. Not the case. It was actually Doug Bright and Greg Falkowski who Good. worked with our partners at county, the school corporation. Yeah. So. Those two did a great job in yeah. getting that sidewalk done. So when it's all operational, um, and that'll be in—I don't know if it's already in yet. I know they they did the expansion part. Yeah, it is part, yeah. the it's not this one. So yeah, it'll be done soon. Yeah. But it seems to me that you know, not only did you you know expand for you know future you know enrollment, but there are significant improvements to all the parking areas to to make the pickup and drop yeah. off much safer. There's, <laughs> there's an effort made to get, you know, the stacking off the streets when they had drop-off time and and made additional, you know, drive lanes to uh, accommodate that much better much much safer.
1: Yeah, I appreciate bringing that up. That was one of the key things that we looked at in every elementary building was how do we improve that. Um, For instance, at Solon Robinson right now, in the morning and the afternoon, that traffic is backed up on the street. So we're looking at a creative way of how we wrap that around the property and bring them back out on the uh, south side of the building. And we'll be able to get, I think the estimate right now is 150, maybe closer to 200 cars in the queue, they call it, off the street. Yeah. Um, Same thing is true at Timothy Ball. Same thing is true at Eisenhower, looking at how to expand that. Um, MacArthur is that way. So yeah, every elementary, we're really focused on how do we keep those cars off the streets and trying to help with traffic and but i've got to give a shout out here to um the ema the the work that you guys help provide and i have never seen that kind of support and um, cooperation between entities that i've seen here in crown point area so thank you to all of you that helped with that but to our EMA people, they do an unbelievable job. They do. I, I echo your sentiments. Yeah.
0: yeah, and the police officers. Uh, um, oh, if you have, if you're down in these schools, and drop off or pickup time, then you would see the police officers yeah. there with EMA that direct traffic. And on the police side, we we just found, you know, the, the traffic patterns for pickup and drop off are the same. And you know, they need tweaking here and there, but they're they're pretty solid. Yeah. What we found is that. Just, there's that many more parents that are, the kids are not riding the bus or mm-hmm. not walking to school. They're getting, uh, parents are picking them up and, and taking them, yeah. which adds more cars and then can create some yeah. traffic issues. So um, we presented this to, we talked about it at the city council, that we're always looking for different traffic patterns and we work with Dave Colson, mm-hmm. we great, great guys. guys. Yep. Um, so that's something we're always looking at.
1: Yeah, so. I'll tell you, the first three days of school, that new, especially by high school, um, where you've got so many people wanting to bring their kid to the high school, or got kids wanting to drive to the high school, those first three days were kind of challenging. Yeah. Today I was down there right at drop-off time, and I'm telling you, there was no backup at all. It was flowing. Everybody was getting to where they needed to go, and um, it, you know we really we know those first three days are going to be a little tight and a little rough. But again, the way that they move those buses in and out of there, and EMA gets them going to that next. It's just, it's amazing to watch. Yeah. And
0: part of it is, you're, for that brief window of mm-hmm. either before school or after school, I mean that's a lot of oh, bodies and, yeah. and school buses too. Yeah. Well, you got 3,000
1: um, kids and then you've got, what, 250, 300 yeah. teachers or support staff that are going into that building. Yeah, And uh, it, now you add all the construction stuff on top of it. and We got that. Yeah. I was worried looking at T-Ball because AJ goes to T-Ball looking at. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, I went out there that day, you know, that, that day, and Dave was out there, yep. and you know, I'm like, oh, <laughs> Dave, we're in some trouble here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, He was out there every day, him and uh, Nick Chikina and yeah. stuff, and they had it solid down after the three or four days that first week. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's, it's not ideal with the construction, but it, it's moving pretty well, so yeah. I, I see that at the other schools. Is the construction at the schools, are they set to kind of be done in the same school year or is it just depending on? Yeah, it really depends on
1: the project and where they're at. So Timothy Ball, uh, you just brought up um, that new classroom addition. We were scheduled to not be able to get classes into that new addition until like spring break time. So what would happen is we would take eight classrooms and move them into the new classrooms and then we redo those eight classrooms and then swap those back out and it's kind of that puzzle piece where you just mm-hmm. keep shifting people around. They're so far ahead of schedule right now they're talking like getting in there in December which would be great. Wow, um, yeah, Possibly with the new gymnasium getting in there even by spring break now which was supposed to be summer. So you know I've got to give a shout out to our architectural firm is Gibraltar Design and then Skillman is our construction managers. You've heard a lot with the supply chain, a lot with um, getting all the different steel and iron work that we need to get in there they they have done an amazing job at one keeping us at budget and two ordering this stuff beforehand even if we have to have it delivered early and stored ourselves to where we can continue to move forward with these projects and a lot of projects you're hearing around the state are being slowed and stalled because of that we're just not seeing that um, because again of their work but the other exciting thing is all of these projects that are taking place, so many of the guys, uh, the, the individuals working on these projects, live here in our community. Kids go to our schools. Um, they love working projects that involve our schools. And so it's really neat to see that out of this $330 million that we're spending, how much of that is being pumped right back in to yeah. our uh, area here in Crown Point, And that's going to restaurants. That's... Workers coming in and running to the subway or wherever it may be to grab lunch as well. So, we feel really good about that economic uh, boost, if you will, or impact that we have through those projects, even here in our communities. Yeah, no, and that's something that, you know, the
0: average person doesn't really think of. Sure. That actually, you know, being Merrimo, he's think economics and yeah. uh, economic drives for the city. So, that's one of the byproducts. Of yeah, that. so for sure. Um, and another one that, that, sure you always hear too is you know the crown point school systems as far as student population is being overtaxed you can't keep up which we have discussed with the all the yeah construction going on and your reasons why um so i mean is that is that a valid point um i mean you like i said you're, you're doing construction for present day but future future growth yeah um I mean, is there, how, how do you see that, that part?
1: Yeah, I would tell you that. I feel like even where we're at right now, before we get all these additional classrooms finished and the, the additions are there, um, if you go into our buildings right now, especially Lake Street, and that, that's our biggest one. Graduated from Lake Street. By Did way. you really? Yeah. So you were in the Dolphin Pool. I was Dolphin. There you go. Where
0: would you go? Oh, it's Sol Oh, Sol and Stanger. Stanger. From yeah. the Beehive. That's right. Sorry. I I think think it's uh, we would yeah. meet you every year in <laughs> We only had like a hundred kids back. Enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. It was yeah. good. It was, yeah, yeah. Were you on the swim team? They didn't have a pool. We had we, well, the gym itself was like when you walked in the door, you were inside the playing field. It was a really small gym at the time, and hmm. it had a little stage on there. But you know, looking back at it, I think that was probably some of the funnest times. we were, we went through sixth grade there and that was yeah. still my best yeah. friends from now, nah. yeah. you know, from now. So, from my and again we all walked to school even you stopped at it was then Well Street Park, which is now Solar Park. Yeah. And, and then you know, sometimes you'd have to run through the cemetery to get home too. So <laughs> it was, you know. You you stayed for fifth and sixth grade basketball. It was scary running home. Right? <laughs> you <laughs> ran right. to the graveyard grave <laughs> and got home. So. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Quiet but, neighbors it was, for sure. Except that's haunted. That's haunted. Well, is so, that there. right? A lot of discussions. About that. that's uh, um,
1: but anyway, yeah, I, I, so yeah, so so our so, classrooms though um, we don't are not overcrowded uh, as we look at every year at the beginning of the year we get spreadsheets that have every. Um, the number of students in every grade level and every section of that grade level in every building and kind of work through that. Um, Very few of them are at max of what we would look at for a grade level or for a section. Um, So we feel really good about where our numbers, where our class sizes are right now. Um, Is there concern about the growth that's coming? I don't know that concern. We need to plan to be proactive for it. But I feel like we're, we're in a position where we're ready for that. And we've got a plan in place and, and ready to, to handle as, as it comes. Now, yeah. I'll tell you, you know, people here, for instance, I know after the last, the news that came out, oh my gosh, 600 more homes. How are the schools going to contain it? What are they going to do? You know, the 600 homes doesn't mean that there's going to be 600, 1200 new kids coming. That's just, it's not, that's not what happens. Because current or existing homes are not selling, uh, people just aren't putting them up for sale. So... When you grow up or when your kids grow up and move on your wife and you will continue to live in your house for maybe the next 20 years. And then once you sell that and a younger family were to buy that and come in, then we'd start to see that coming. If we were to see this huge influx of houses that are currently on the market, um, people who are older, people whose kids have already gone through school and now they're leaving the area to move on. And that would be a huge influx at the same time we're seeing all of this going on. That would be cause for alarm. With this, what we're seeing right now is our growth right now is about 50 to 100, maybe just a little bit more students a year. Mm-hmm. And that's manageable. I mean, when you're looking at 9,000 students, uh, seven elementaries, two and two middle schools and a high school, um, when you spread that out over all those different grades and sections, that's not a huge impact annually. It's a continual growth that's really steady and Uh, Helps us do the things that we need to do and continue to provide all the different programs that we need for our kids. So um, You know, I mean we're looking at 3,000 students that we could add in addition to this uh, With once all these projects are done at the growth rate. We're experiencing now That's getting us well into 10 years down the road of being able to handle what's coming. Yeah, that's a great point Actually, Anthony and I were talking about that
0: very point. So like I have three boys. Mm-hmm. Two of them uh, are no longer at Crown Point schools and graduating out of school. My youngest sure. is at the high school. So I'm not going anywhere. So I went from having three kids at Crown Point schools to one. In a couple of years, I won't have any. Yeah. But I, to your point, I'm not moving anywhere. So my kids are done and out. And so there'll be another family with three kids, perhaps that they're just going to kind of take their place so Mm -hmm. um anthony you got two daughters who are now in school and yeah um, just just starting the freshman year my oldest so yeah it could be the same same situation in about six years they'll be out of the house and you know me and my wife will still be living here right
1: and that speaks well for our community because people get to that point where you can retire and live wherever you want and as you look to leave where where are you going to go that you find all the things that we have here all the amenities the services the new hospitals that are going in Yeah um everything's here you know and so that speaks well for our area for our communities as to people don't feel like well when i get to that point i'm just going to leave and you I mean, take away the winters and some of that snow yeah yeah and the cold
0: yeah we could do something about that <laughs> actually the worst uh, for me is, uh, i don't mind the snow i hate the cold and i don't like the fact that it gets dark at yeah, I'm crazy about that. <laughs> That's my yeah. number one thing. I agree with You're that. Sitting here in your office, three thirty, you can start to see it yeah. getting dark. Come on, it's dark. Can you when it's dark? So. <laughs> Had to change the timers on our outdoor lights did, right? last night. I'm like, good grief. Yeah, already. Or I'll, I'll, uh, my younger days, I would. like Now I go out and shovel. I, Man, I just want to get it done. <laughs> I, I don't even want to be out here. I, but before, I would, yeah, you know, I would go out and throw logs on the fire pit, sit outside and when it's snowing, and have a Fire yeah, I mean, what the heck was I thinking? How right. <laughs> you just, you're just through <laughs> yeah, right. look into <laughs> the I And a neighbor five bucks and I you know, just laughs at you. Well, and that, I guess that goes back to you know talking about the growth, too. And it, obviously, Pete, you've been here your whole life. I've been here my whole life. You've got some years on me. But looking at that construct of that debate on oh my god, crumpling's getting way too big, it's going too fast. You still have that, you know, that group that's out there. Um, and I guess does that come back because at the same time and I, and I always use this story I've had you know an individual at you know, one time pull me aside and a beautiful new house and a newer subdivision within the last 15 years. And, you know look at that behind me. Look at that guy, he's building the house. Um, yeah, but look at the farmhouse that's on the other side of you. That farmer's probably saying that is there you know is it mm-hmm. is it the growth happening because and I think you could argue that. Somebody wants to have a piece of what we have going on here. Is mm-hmm. it sure. great? Or is it, you know, is it this out of control beast or is somebody just looking for an argument to have to say, yep, no, they're building this, the schools are out of control, the traffic's here, there's this, and not having a, you know, they'll, you know, grab any issue they can find to show that this is beyond control. Or is it something, okay, it's under control, it's being, you know, properly, you know, uh, where it would be you know planned for yeah we know it's coming uh, you know we're, we're preparing for when it comes and that's just what's allowed you know you can't stop a farmer from selling his field and, mm-hmm. and going on and developing and, and this and are we putting in the the, uh, the ordinances and the rules in place to say okay yeah when you do that we will make sure you you're upheld to these standards to ensure that you know we're looking for you know not only uh, for city's future, but for everybody that's already pre-established in here.
1: I guess yeah, that's going back so to you on the planning side. Too. Sure,
0: it's, it's just called responsible growth and development. So when a new development comes in, that meets all the qualifications, you know, you know, literally we, we, we can't deny it. Just just saying we don't want it or we've got enough, you know. So when it meets those requirements then we make sure that, you know, then the question comes up, well, it's going to be additional traffic, you know, uh, an additional burden on the school. So the schools are, are ready for it. We make sure the schools are ready for it. We make sure that the traffic improvements are going to be installed by those developers as these developments come in. And that's all we can do is, is to continually improve the roadways and the, and the infrastructure uh, to, to handle future growth. Yeah. yeah. I mean, looking at a city council level or a planning commission level or a zoning level, just I for those that may not know, hey, I'm going to develop this. I want to go do this. And what would happen if you're like, absolutely not. We don't want you here. There has, to be, yeah, there has to be some some reason other than that. It, to, it doesn't meet with the comprehensive plan. It doesn't meet with city standards for development, you know. And those would be you have to have specific reasons why you would be denying the subdivision. If it meets all those qualifications, then literally we have to say yes, or you're you're be facing a lawsuit of some of some form. Right? That comprehensive plan that has been in the works for decades, for, yeah. for for years, and every 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 ten years we update that comprehensive plan. We have professional planners that come out and look at it say this is in these areas this is this is the kind of growth that we expect and the, 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 the kind of density that we recommend for this area uh, for the city of Crown Park. yeah I mean I'm, I'm so I'm on the community a lot as you guys are too but, um, so I understand when people say um, you know in their best case scenario we keep the small town and, and so I, I understand what they're trying to say um, but, you know, unless you were born here and you haven't moved, you moved into Crown Point at some time, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So, and, and Crown Point welcomed you. So, we get a lot of visitors that don't live here. They come here for various reasons and they just love Crown Point mm-hmm. or they hear about Crown Point. I mean, planning, you probably got phone calls every day about from prospective businesses. They want to come and join Crown Point. So, that's a great thing that people have heard about us, come here, see what we have to offer, all the amenities. Mm-hmm. The great school I mean, great schools is like the number one thing yeah, or sure. at the very top of the list yeah. of why people come here. Uh, low crime and, and amenities is a huge thing too. Yeah. Um, and we've been able to do all that and provide all that. And you know, we still have the lowest tax rate in any city in Lake County. Um, so
1: that's the common theme here, aren't That's right. The lowest tax rate, no yeah. tax increase. For all of these projects that are going on i mean that that echoes strong as you look at oh the sure community. yeah Yeah. i mean always the on the police side it was you know there's a lot of
0: important reasons why people come here for their own but two of the predominant ones are the school system and the fact that we have very low crime Yeah. so um, and then you throw the amenities on top of that i mean the square is just the square's phenomenal all the improvements and mm-hmm. the businesses that have come mm-hmm. up there that still has the hometown feel to it. If you go out and meet right. up there yeah. or shop up there, you still have that
1: hometown feel. Well right? the car other shows, communities just don't yeah. Have. Bulldog park, all Bulldog the different park. events that go on the parades, the Yeah. Yeah, I mean if you're trying to find something to do, you're gonna find it for sure. There, and it still has that, that small town feel. That's right. Because right. of that. So yeah. yeah, and we're always looking
0: to add with Adam and, and Mary through the pace, um, we're always adding different events yeah. and expanding the ones that we have in place. So you're right, there is a lot of stuff to do. Yeah, you know, when we had Marty Simpson here, the comedian the other day, just when he came, he came out of the town of North Carolina and he's like, I love the small town feel and I'm like, Well that's funny, because we get it. you <laughs> are yeah, losing right. that. And he's like, Hey, it reminds me of Back to the Future, walking around town he goes, This is a place I'd move if my wife didn't need to be on the ocean. Yeah. You know, it was just that feel that's coming from you know, thousands of miles away, saying so yeah. I visited, love the town, great place. And just having that so that i think that speaks volumes to me you know that okay yeah maybe it's not the same crown point that i saw when i was a kid you know i'd ride my bike up and get baseball cards but there was literally one restaurant on the square mm-hmm. and you know we get chased out of this building or you go out of here and then yeah. this building was dilapidated and this one wasn't but it was you know it's is it different yes is it you know improved yes yeah tremendously um turned on the courthouse when I was in. You know, my kids wow. to make a parking That's
1: lot. Wow. Uh, our parking true. room. So yeah. that was back you know, and that was a dilapidated structure too at the time. So, yeah. Um. Well, to your point of the planning and, and what's gone into it, coming in and being here for just over two years now and driving and getting to know other communities in our area, so many of them just feel like it's just all crammed in. You know, it's all right there. Here, you still have it spread out. There's places you can go that just doesn't have that compacted feeling to it as you drive through the community. So I I think that's a credit to the planning that has gone on before and and, um, the things that have preceded it. Yeah.
0: So one of the questions that, so you're talking about the new Taft uh, being built, is what's gonna happen to the current Taft? Yeah,
1: so the current Taft building, the north end of the building, which is the newer part, and it's really old still, but it's the newer part, we're gonna keep that, and that'll become centralized storage for the district that has a basement level, but then also the far north end of the building will be storage. And then in there, that'll become our alternative education service building. So we currently have a, a great 18 to 22 year old program for our kids who, uh, once they're at that point where they should be graduating high school, still need a few more years. We're able to have a program for them. Um, our credit acceleration program, CAPS, uh, is affectionately called now. Um, from the high school. So it's for those kids who just going into a high school building every day, that's just not for them. Mm-hmm. They, they need to get their high school education in, but they want to work, they want to do all these different things. It's an opportunity for them. It'll be there as well. Um, we have a, a really strong birth to school program where just what it said was for those children, once they're born until they get to the point where they're going into kindergarten different activities for them, that'll be part of this uh, building as well. Um, Then we also have, we'll start a a new program that'll be um, an alternative to those students who do something they shouldn't do and are suspended from school rather than being at home where they can be there and be a part of that program as well. So that north part of that building will be continued to use for educational purposes. The gym, um, as that runs down towards Main Street and then the sixth grade wing right now that runs parallel to Main Street. All of that will be uh, demolished. And right behind it, their building right now, will be our new administration center. So our current administration center is just a block north of here. Um, But we've got people in three different buildings as you guys are experiencing that. That's that's a real challenge. It is a challenge. So as our community has grown, as our district has grown, we'll be able to have all of those under one roof. Um, Have a board meeting where when we recognize students for different achievements, People aren't parking down here and walking all the way up there to find a parking place and then rotating them through the board so it'll be an actual room that's big enough to hold board meetings where we can see people and meet the professional development opportunities for our district as well so really excited about where that's how that's going to bring us all together and really kind of streamline that process so is that with the timetable is that gonna start 2024 no actually we're planning on moving in there um, August of next summer oh yeah wow. so they're months. putting that up right now right behind there was a parking lot behind the sixth grade wing there um, and it pretty much takes up that parking lot space and you'll start to see it going up here in the next probably within the next three or four weeks you'll see the steel structure being raised up behind the building so
0: you'll you'll put the new admin center to use while the other projects at the current Absolutely. after the de- demolition, yep. and the transformation. Yeah,
1: and then we're gonna keep the, the tennis courts that are back there, we're gonna keep the football field and track that are back there, and then all the green space that's on that north side of that building. Um, had developers reach out and say, hey, this would be a great spot too. Oh, and, I bet you did. Yeah and, yeah, and we're not interested in that, we wanna keep that, um, it's green space that I think teams you know, youth league teams can take advantage of and use that space as well. So, our intention will be to hold on to that and really keep that for our community use. Okay,
0: and then then that leads into the question: Do you have plans with what is the current administration? Yeah, so actually, right now we we don't have
1: any plans for that. Um, we know that there's significance to that building. It was the original Timothy Ball Building, yeah. um, the original site of the first high school. I think here in Crown Point, as I was, uh, as we've done some research, you know, historically looking at things. So um, we're not sure what we're gonna do with it right now. The plans are just to uh, kind of play that wait and see and see where we go with it. So, yeah, one of the uh, citizens asked
0: me that they heard uh, that, yeah, that was gonna be converted into like condos or something. I'm like, have you been in? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not
1: the case. I'll ask <laughs> the big box store. The big box store. If you're <laughs> going to convert that, you'd, you'd be better <laughs> yeah. off knocking it down and starting yeah. over if you're going to go that route. Yeah. With it, yeah.
0: So, yeah. so, so no. At least right now, no. Yeah. No current plans. in the school inventory, yeah. but no. Yeah. No, no set plans right that yet. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I didn't know that was because I went to South Ward, the old South Ward, which is the Court Street Condos now. Oh yeah. And that still has on the front facade, Crown Point High School. Mm. Yep. But I didn't know that that site was actually the first high school site. Yeah, and yeah. actually
1: had a fire there. Oh, they did. Yeah, yeah. Um, right shortly before they opened this building. And so that's when they just went ahead, again, from what I understand, and I'm, I'm not claiming to be the expert on this topic at all. And so once that took place, then they just they demolished it and built Timothy Ball Elementary School there. And then in that building, it's interesting. They had two fires in that building. Um, just one on North. Street. Yeah, yeah. I got some one. pictures from the, one of the fires back in the uh, yeah, 40s maybe. So when there. I when I got here, um, mm. we did some re- renovation work yeah. in there, and as you came in that building, there was just the smell. Um, not bad. I mean, there's just a peculiar smell. So we were ripping down. There's like felt stuff on all the walls. As they were ripping it down to put drywall up. They exposed the original interior brick that was there for the building. They were still set on the walls. Was there really Yeah, so we had to have them clean all that, and it was amazing how much different the building smelled once we did that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Just put the but the can you imagine? <laughs> how long ago <laughs> was yeah. that? You know, okay, we're but, talking I mean, never been cleaned up. Ago, yeah. yeah, so yeah. Yeah. We had to get that all cleaned up, and some interesting stuff for Rock? sure. Yeah, all right. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. First sight of the original high school.
0: Anthony, did you know that as a the planner did or not know that, totally yeah. unaware. You should probably should have known that. I should have, you know, okay. should have done more homework. <laughs> Grace I know, you. I know a guy, Grace. Who's- <laughs> <laughs> Grace, she'll know all the history. <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so somebody had asked too about um, if there's plans or what the timetable would be on any redistricting.
1: Yeah, so uh, we're going to go through redistricting uh, for next fall. So that process will start to roll that out, and what that's going to look like late winter, early spring of next year. Um, and our goal with that is going to be to get every elementary school down to about eighty-five percent capacity of that seven hundred. So you're looking at about six between six and six fifty in each building. Um, so that's gonna that'll be some significant redistricting, yeah. obviously. Then with the new TAF going out on the other side of the interstate. Um, We're not going to send kids from Cedar Lake and send them all the way out there. So there's going to have to be some redistricting that takes place there as well. Um, So what that process looks like right now, we're working with our demographer, um, who we've worked with the last two times we've done major studies on the growth of our community, of our district. And it's really interesting, even with COVID and the um, census data that was real challenging to get at that time, he has been within... 15, 20 students of our trend growth, he predicted eight years ago when they did this last study with it. So wow. we feel really confident about him and um, the work that he does. And it's amazing, kind of nerdy how he studies all the different things death rates, birth rates, you know, all the, the things that go into it. Um, and so we'll take that information from him. Um, lean real heavily on on you guys as well as our community partners in Winfield and Cedar Lake to look at what are the subdivisions that are coming in, um, because you don't want to redistrict and then two years later be like, I had no idea, yeah, you know, yeah. We should have no. told us about yeah. this one, yeah. yeah. So, and I, I get that it's a challenge because, as you said, when people come in and they want to develop a plot of land, it's not like, well, sorry, we didn't tell the schools about this before, so. But we think we've got some people, some experts that can really help us with looking at what are the possible trends that could happen with that and take that all into consideration as we do this um, to divide that up and, and have that. It'll be very data-driven, yeah. uh, very much about we've got a, a group that we work in. They do digital maps and they put pins where every residence is that has kids right now what level they're at. And so we can really dive into all of that and use that data to drive um, you know, a lot of people are like, well, there ought to be community forums and there needs to be... Well, here's the deal. I mean, if we go out to you and your wife and say, do you want your kids to go to a different elementary school? You're going to be like, no, we like Timothy Ball. It's been a great elementary. Our kids have gone there forever. Okay. Yeah, I understand that. But at the same time, there's going to be some tough calls because, well, for instance, take Lake Street. It's at 735, 740 students to function as that school needs to function with all the other buildings and be an equitable experience that building's gonna to have to come down to 625, 650 students. So that's a significant change. And we don't take that lightly, um, but at the same time, we have to continue to be proactive and make sure that we're set for the, the future and what's coming in the next 10 years with the continued growth.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, so I can see that's a hard pill to swallow. My child has went to this school for yeah the first three years of his, their school life. Uh, so putting them in a different school, not so much a fan of that. I guess the, the other side of that is, you know, uh, well, we're trying to do this so there's not too many kids in one yeah. class. For sure. Because that's not going to be advantageous, obviously, to your no. child. So if we can keep it where the, our student population per class is where we want it, mm-hmm. that's a benefit not only to everybody, but to your child as yeah. well. So
1: And I lived this as a parent. Um, our daughter was in first grade and our son was in kindergarten. and redistricting took place and they had to change their school and oh my goodness that was you know a challenge for them and sure uh, for us this was where they both went to kindergarten you know and it, it ended up being fine kids are kids and they're resilient and yeah um so it, it'll be a challenge to get through i'm not trying to make light of the process or or the um feelings that go with it uh, i just know that it's something that we need to do and we're going to do it the best way we can yeah
0: and you know they you get attached to one teacher. I mean, I still sure. remember my elementary school teachers and the impact that they had on me. That's because you had multiple years, right? <laughs> <laughs> that was right. uh, a good one. That's true. <laughs> Some truth to that. You know, and that was back when they could give swats. Right. Um, you you call that the so of education. So they would all. You probably Applying had to the seat seat knowledge. <laughs> right. Every teacher had the paddle hanging oh, on, man. hanging on right by the chalkboard. <laughs> it would make you think twice. Very <laughs> intimidating. So. Uh, people that are watching this, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, and then the most swats they could give you at one time was four. Mm. What, what really came it? up with that number? Was that, uh, I don't know. That was uh, five was way too much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Three, was, Three not enough. was not quite <laughs> not, enough. Enough. <laughs> not enough. Mary, do you know how they came up with that? I do. Oh, okay. Mary does.
1: not But yeah, so so must be get an four. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
0: I never got four swats at once. That was like, man, you had really had better done. Something <laughs> and for it. had a lot of friends that did that. Yeah. Now in Solon, they used to have. And Solon used to just be like almost like an L, maybe yeah. a horseshoe, and then uh, they had a wooden bench that lined up like halfway where like principal's office was. And, of course, you would giggle as you'd see the you know, <laughs> waiting kids waiting to go, oh, wait. to go wait, next. Wait. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Until you were on there, <laughs> I giggled. I once oh, so, it fun. wasn't so funny it wasn't. so But yeah, it was go uh, sit on there. You're next. Yeah. Did they have Swats? And Illinois. Never, uh, no be, uh, SWATs? Never experienced no. never experienced a SWAT. Oh. Wow. You guys are lucky. Yeah. So the last SWAT I got was at Taft. I didn't even get any in high school. You know, it was all about the library and studying and yeah. you know, sure. stuff like that. there's <laughs> uh, my brothers that were all like. We can hey, probably pull transcripts <laughs> out. Um, <laughs> <Not necessary. laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's let's uh so yeah, Mr. Brown who's the my Robert, Robert Brown. He, Grade basketball coach. Yeah. He was the school cafeteria monitor. Hmm. And so I was walking with my tray and I, it was an accident and I spilled my shake and went onto the ground. That's the last time he spilled and a shake. Was said, yeah. <laughs> so he, he instantly called me out, Mr. Land Swat, in front of the whole cafeteria. Wow. wow. Just got one. though, but Man, Mr. Brown. He, was that Robbie? I think he was there, yeah. 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 Yeah, he was a Grade basketball coach, yeah. Right? Mr. Mm-hmm. Ryder was a seventh grade coach, yeah. Actually, my dad had him when he was a kid, too. In the wow, uh, early 60s. So, hmm. well, he would have been a tapped in the early 60s. Yeah. So. I mean, great teacher, he's a great coach, yeah, super, super nice guy. But I thought that swat was uncalled for, <laughs> <That> probably <laughs> it was probably was probably for something else. I'm sure <laughs> I think I went home and told my <laughs> mom or dad, <laughs> he probably slapped me on the head. <laughs> well, don't do it again yeah it's weird how you can still remember you know those teachers that had an impact in your life oh yeah. Um, yeah it's just that's good stuff so well so with with everything you know how the country was and is did you guys did the school court I like have any shortages of finding teachers or teachers aides
1: you know we we're really fortunate. We are one. Every year they put out a survey. Indiana State does a survey of all the districts in the state looking at teacher shortages. And we are one of four, maybe five districts in the state that has not experienced teacher shortages. And I think that has there's several reasons for that. One is coming to Crown Point is really a destination district. People want to be here. When we have applications, when we have jobs that we put up, we'll have 20, 25 applicants for each position because people want to be here. And that has to do with the community, it has to do with our families and how they support education. Um, It has to do with we're one of the highest paid districts as far as our teachers go in the state of Indiana. Um, Significantly over the last two years, we've really raised that um, so that we're at that top level of throughout the entire state. Um, So with that, though, we we haven't experienced that. Now, to say that there aren't challenges when you get into some of those specialized areas, Of getting that right person there but um, we haven't experienced that yet so we're really good about that some of the challenges we do face are in some of those support positions Um, we continue to you know the cafeteria workers the maintenance people um, bus drivers continues to be um, but we continue to try and really make that investment in our human resource which is our greatest resource and try to stay above where everybody else is or real close to it to give us that competitive ad- advantage as we go into it. Yeah. So are there,
0: in you know, in the teaching industry, I guess, in our, maybe the state or our area. Yeah. So are there corporations, are they having a yeah.
1: teacher, right? Sure they are. They are, for sure. As a matter of fact, I was at a meeting a few weeks ago and was sitting there with, I want to say there was four, maybe five other superintendents. Um, and they were, it was right before school was getting ready to start, and they were just discussing the struggles they were having of trying to find a math teacher, trying to find a world's art, world language teacher, um, science teachers, and how they can, you know, can compete with what we've got going on here. And uh, I've been in that side of it before, and that's tough, it's yeah. really tough. Um, so feel really fortunate to be in a corporation now where you know people come here, they stay here, they wanna be here. Um, again, because of all of the great things we have going on in this community. Yeah, yeah. We're, well, you guys are very fortunate. in that. Absolutely. It's a, it's
0: a school corporations, some that are just, and you know, we can we just cannot find
1: teachers. And that's what that on in, the national. Our news. borders. I mean, districts that are bordering ours are experiencing that. Yeah. You know. So. Um, some of the states, like
0: on the national news, that mm-hmm. I don't know if they're lowering their their. Teacher hiring standards. Yeah, just because there's need been some the Indian people in the classroom. Yeah,
1: you know that's the the advantage we have with that would be being a destination district is the competition for each one of those jobs that is posted is really strong, and the candidates we get are great candidates. Um, and so to come to the top and be someone who is hired says a lot about that person as well. Yeah, um, to be able to get into that position. Yeah, I mean if you're if you're getting Twenty plus
0: apps for one position. Yeah, you the driver's seat. Absolutely. So, yeah. so I have a friend that's a local teacher here, and we were talking about the success of, the, of our schools and everything. And and we, I said, you know, you know, it seems like you know we really have great teachers. And and she said, you know, I agree, we do have great teachers, but even more important than that is that we have great parents. We do. We have great parents that support yep. us yes. and support their kids yep. and care about what's going on and get involved in their in the students' activities.
1: Yeah. And, and you can see that. So I, I went around and was at every building for at least a portion of their open house at the beginning of the year. And the amount of parents that were there is just, it's mind blowing. Mm. Packed. Um, and there are a lot of places, even middle school, there's a lot of parents there. And a lot of places when kids get to middle school, especially, they're like, they're your problem now. Go take care of them and deal with them. We don't see that here, you know? And um, those parents, they value education. It's important to them. It is crucial to what goes on in our buildings, yeah. All good stuff,
0: Technical technical. Oh, for crying out loud, <laughs> <laughs> we have to raise the budget for this that. Must be the
1: time we need to start wrapping up. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: Well, I, I failed to, to. So, is our vast viewing audience knows part of the when we have a guest, they bring <clears> something <throat> for our ever growing prop table, by the way, Anthony. You're missing. You have to bring something. I'm next up for that. Ticket. Yeah, um, we're going to get a nice shelf. You know, Adam, you got to set up a shelf for me. Uh, I'll put the things on. So, uh, Todd brought in um, nice uh, Crown Point Bulldogs tumbler, which nice, is very yeah, nice. So don't do not take this. Adam, Graper I will leave it so. And a nice Crown Point Bulldogs pennant. So that'll be hung up next to uh, uh, the mayor's shirt that he was kind enough to donate. So thank
1: you very much, Todd. And, so and, and, a, and a nice pen that I'll put on the pen, so. Uh, couldn't, be couldn't be outdone by Dave, brought gifts for everybody. Very nice. He did he really too. That yeah. was off uh, camera. teaches but, it for yeah. next week. Or next week. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, that's right. So the, yeah. the only
0: downside, I believe, to Dr. Todd as well, is
1: you're a Packers fan. I am a Packers What's fan. up with that? Why? Grew up in Wisconsin, uh, the promised Land, couldn't um, <laughs> cheer for the JV team down south, the Bears. Yeah, yeah. So I had to go with the pack. Mm. Well,
0: Anthony, you have a you have a football team. Bears fan. Bears. Colts.
1: Colts. Colts fan. Uh, I'm a Colts fan. They're my AFC team. Yeah, they were uh, when I was
0: in high school. They were so awful that I used to go to Colts games because you get tickets for six or eight bucks, and then gas was eighty nine cents, ninety cents a gallon. So you drive down to Indy, sure, park on the street for nothing because it was a Sunday and then you go to the game. So 20 bucks all day. So that was pre peyton Manning. Yeah. So mm. that's how I became a Colts sure. fan was coming down for that. The you economics know. of it. The economics. Yeah. Yeah. And then obviously, you know, Peyton comes in, uh, it's all history from there. So. Sure. I, yeah, I, I don't I don't dislike the Colts. I mean, Indiana, they do get a, you know, the owner's a little dicey sometimes, but they, they put good a little goofy. Product product but he's that. Good one. I like their coaches here. you don't like the coach? No, I love the coach. I thought you were talking about the owner. It can't be. it's oh. not like the McCaskins. <laughs> so, yeah, but no, I've always been a Bears fan. Man, they
1: were. I know you were Packers fan. Yeah. Like, I got to tell you, last year, or so my wife and I decided to take in the St. Patrick's Day lighted parade, first time ever. Yeah, uh, hadn't experienced anything like that. So I'm like, we probably need to wear green. Yeah. So I went wow. to my closet and I didn't have any green other than my Packers stuff. So I threw on my Packers hat. That was the guy. Yeah. Right. All right. The, all right. Right. See the mayor was up on the stage and I was waving yeah. at him and he got my attention and he like pointed to my hat and he's like, "Are you yeah. kidding me?" And he said, "You realize a lot of green beer tonight, a lot of Bears fans, and you're wearing Packers stuff. Probably not the smartest man. <laughs> right. And uh, you know, it worked out all right. Yeah. Well, you're in green. I mean, yeah. you
0: know. Yeah. A for the effort. Yeah.
1: Jerry, you have best.
0: a, you have a, are you you have a favorite football team? She's is yeah. wearing green. You know you are.
1: I'm I'm sorry to disappoint you, Doctor. Come on, man. But I you know have to be a Bears fan.
0: See. I knew she was
1: very smart. Probably a Cubs fan okay. too. We won't talk about that. <laughs> no. No. Yeah, I'm a Cubs fan, born and raised. I've sat in a crib or a
0: playpen in front of WGN. So really, we used to race home from school so I could catch the last few innings. Big baseball. Mm-hmm. That was fantastic. One twenty start. In high school, 20. I might have missed a few games because the bleacher tickets were also six bucks. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I spent yeah. my summer. <laughs> or my late April. May is I was sick very often from K school. Yeah. I'm sorry. But not really, but that was, was well attended. Mm. I think everybody's done that. Sure. From time to time. Oh, I don't right? know. Mm-hmm.
1: No? <laughs> no, somehow I kind of felt that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would uh,
0: enjoy those days. <laughs> what are you Cubs or Sox or are you just football?
1: Not a huge baseball fan, but if I am, I'm, I'm not gonna win any points here. I'm a Cardinals fan. Uh, Cardinals, actually, going it's up the end of the, the month here and watching <laughs> the Cardinals and Brewers play. Oh, at, are you and yeah, Milwaukee? So, yeah. When is your term up for? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad we had him on now. Right? <laughs> I told you I wasn't going to win any points here,
0: but yeah.
1: Hey, your team is your team.
0: That's right. It's just how it is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Hey, you, you, oh, yeah, you're, you're Cubs. Sure.
1: Absolutely. Right. Yeah. I haven't had to go to counseling because of how my teams have performed, though, either. Like yeah. probably most of you in this room. Yeah. Yeah. It's been very troubled in life. <laughs> <I> guess, uh, <laughs> how are you thinking the Packers are going to do this year? I think they'll do all right if Aaron Rodgers can keep his head yeah. straight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like all. I mean, I hated Brett Favre
0: just because he was so good. Yeah, and he lit up my Bears. pretty yes, good. He did. And then once he retired, I'm like, okay, now I like you because you were a good player. And yeah, same with Aaron Rodgers, great I was, player. I was a fan going back to, to like the Mikowski
1: days back in Magic oh, Man. Magic Man. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah Magic so Man. I was there through thick and thin, but yeah.
0: Yeah, and Ron. Lynn Dickey and Lynn Dickey. Yeah. Wow. it's before your time. Yeah, huh? it is. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, so we did have we did have a few questions that they wanted me to address. So let me. Okay. Um, what's the status of the road paving project? So we have we always discuss this at our community forums, Tuesday talks too. But um, so road paving season—it's a short window in Northwest Indiana. So, uh, we've had a lot done. Right now, we're still in paving Briarwood. Uh, the biggest and some other ones, the ones we haven't started yet, but will be done this paving se- season, is Goldsboro from Main Street East. And then we're just getting ready to start uh, Nickel Street, which is like uh, we're just tearing up the sidewalks now because we'll be putting in sidewalks and curbs and everything. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, and then East Street, this was our biggest project of the paving season because the number one challenge we always have is parking for our downtown area. Mm-hmm. Great problem to have. Yeah. Um, so the East Street project, we once it's all completed, we'll have added 147 new parking stalls, uh, both in the parking lots and in street parking. So that one's been going on seemingly the entire paving season, um, but it's. It's getting close to the end. So uh, I would say hopefully by the end of September, we still have to come back, finish up all our projects, and then that road will be completely paved. So uh, we'll have a lot more parking st- stalls, so, which was our goal. And then we have a plan for next paving season, the Main Street corridor. Hmm. Kind of put more on-street parking, a little bit going north on Main Street from where we're at now to work with Dot, put in some turning lanes right at Main and North, like, yeah. Talk about traffic. Yeah. I mean, traffic on the square, certain hours of the day, is just a hot mess. So, mm-hmm. what can we do to get that traffic to flow a little bit better? So, we'll work with our partners at NDOT now. So, next paving season and road construction season, that's on the books. So, um, what was the other thing, Mary? Uh, parking. all oh, the new bump out on East <laughs> Street. Yeah. Did you put that in here? I did not, but I, I would be uh, speaking for thousands. <laughs> so that's part of obviously the, the that's project still not done yet so our one of the things because we're working with our partners at the post office to make the municipal lot post office lot just <clears> one <throat> big lot um, so we to encourage people to park use the municipal lot more so we want them we have the Parkway Perry Court which is off of Main Street now is where at. it's a very nice aesthetically pleasing mm-hmm. Uh, You can go and sit and benches and eat outside. Well, the other portion of it coming to E Street is not as inviting, parents-wise and practical. So if we're encouraging people to park here, we want to make that walk to the square a little bit more attractive. So we're getting rid of the street parking there. We're redoing the roads, add some decorative lighting. So anything we can do to shorten that. Walk across the street with the bump outs mm-hmm. So once that's done, we'll put the, We're going to put up the, the pedestrian crosswalk signs that illuminate like we have on the square. So just yeah. uh, any street will be re So there'll be a, a center. So it won't be a contemporary easy. today, which is I think helping out tremendously. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. so with the, it'll make sense when it's all yeah, so completed during the, right. process. <laughs> the process. Yeah. The process. Right. Did that answer your question, Evan? <laughs> Partially. <laughs> um, so, and then lastly, we had some questions about, cause it's our budget season. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we've been working very hard on the 2023 budget wow. with the, the council. Um, so this year we introduced, uh, just about a $47 million budget for next year, which is, um, pretty much on par from what we've done in years past. We propose a 4% raise for our city employees and just... Actually, just a couple of weeks ago, we got our, our financial consultant gave us some great news that our uh, the city's AV actually increased 8.21 percent in one year, which is a phenomenal growth. That is, so we're at 2.24 billion, um, which that helps for us when we go if we do a geo bond um, that we can get extra money for capital improvements mm-hmm. with zero tax increase to our our citizens. So. Yeah. Uh, that's a huge, huge thing to. So that's a credit to everybody at Crown Point. That RB right. yeah. or AV went up that much. So, um, and then we also are looking to hire additional uh, police and fire. Um, so that's also proposed in next year's budget. So um, we're not done yet. We have, I think, our budget has to be done. Will be done by October seventeenth. We have a couple more public hearings we have to do, and work with our council on some things. The council's been great, very supportive. Um, I think we've worked well together putting this budget together for everybody, so it's
1: been, a, it's been an interesting process. Let me compliment the street department. We've had a couple of issues in front of TAF with water main breaks, uh, water and they've breaks, been yeah. amazing. I know the, the first one they were out there one o'clock in the morning yeah. and worked hard and had that thing ready so where we could let some traffic in and help immensely. And then we just had another one recently this week. and those guys really do a fabulous job of getting out there and addressing yeah. the needs quick. Yeah, thank you for saying that. Jason Scott and Kelly Miller is kind
0: of the lead, crew leader on the, the water main breaks. So, I mean, it's just almost every day. They still send us an email. We have a water main break at wherever. It's usually in the, right in the middle of the night and these guys right. get up and they, they get on it right away. Yeah, yeah. We got out here at one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, appreciate it. Um, just some of the other oh we got some events coming up as as always um, we are going to have the Oktoberfest. somebody had asked me about that the Oktoberfest is going to be a go that'll be uh, Saturday October first over at Bulldog Park um, from two to ten right do we have a we have are we a band for the Oktoberfest? Do. Uh, do we have them there I've got them written down <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> actually they're very good bands too yeah yeah what's the name of them? So while Adam's doing that, um, we're doing the touch a truck again. Um, that'll be at the sportsplex. That is going to be Sunday, October sixteenth, one to three. And then the Halloween egg hunt, which we've talked about that before. I mean, I know it is incredibly popular. Yeah, not the Halloween egg hunt. Halloween like and eggs. <laughs> <laughs> it was just weird. Were, we we're trying to think of how did that originate. Maybe somebody or one of our viewers. Honestly, it's been going happened. since. A small bag, yeah, 15 20 years ago. I mean, now there's hundreds and hundreds of eggs that yeah. we put together. There are, that is a uh, I'd rather not talk about the Halloween eggs, it's for the home, kids. The kids, are, the kids at. enjoy it very much, the kids definitely enjoy it. <laughs> and then looking way down the line, um, uh, the trick or treating, somebody actually, I'm just not in the Halloween mode yet. Um, you go to these stores and they already got all the Halloween stuff up. I'm, I'm just waiting for Christmas stuff to pop up. Yeah. Christmas stuff is? Yeah, I've seen some Christmas stuff in Christmas stores. Um, Halloween trick or treat hours are going to be the same, five to seven, like they have been Ranger on Halloween. Ha- Halloween. On Halloween. Uh, Halloween. That is correct. So. Um, <laughs> Mary, we're ready for our business spotlight of the month? Okay. So so every month, uh, you know, we pick just a Crown Point business, give them a little prop, and they're uh, this is a spotlight uh this is one that i actually uh, I, I like the herbalife shakes so general <laughs> general nutrition at uh, 190 southwest street i go there a lot um but you guys do, you guys do the shakes at all yeah pretty good
1: yeah it's good shakes. they have a cap and crunch shake which is delicious oh is that healthy kids it is, right? it is. Yes, it's healthy for you and it yeah. tastes like yeah. wow that, that would be um, where checking it's yeah.
0: <laughs> You wouldn't be on that one. You know, Jason They Scott. have a pop, Cart- <laughs> <laughs> pop tart. tart- <laughs> Jason's I, they do have some odd stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. They do. <laughs> it's good. But, yeah, it's, uh, I've been doing those forever. So, general nutrition, um, we also have key nutrition, a higher level nutrition, a couple other similar type businesses in Crown Point. So, if that's your thing, those are the three locations you can go to. So, maybe we can do one of them for our Tuesday talk that on the uh, to follow up list time So um do we have any phone callers yet, Mary yeah. No callers? Okay. Um so thank you again, Todd, for coming in. It's yeah. a wealth of information. I uh, actually learned it. a lot that I wasn't aware of. So very informative and you know you've been great and you know know you're out in the community all the time. and yeah, try to be get uh which is a good thing and you know parents wanna know. I'm like I said we we out got kids in school so yeah. the more information we have the better so yeah. thank you again for coming in absolutely thanks for having me um so as a reminder you can find this on spotify youtube facebook apple Podcasts by searching lay of the land podcast so anthony fantastic job um you did great very <laughs> proud of you yep Just <laughs> <made it. laughs> right. uh, a three claps just bring something for the prop you got it. so oh, this is just done we, we do have the uh the Oh, okay. So the bands will be uh, Dillinger, Derek Caruso, and Lou Pews, and Marrakesh Express, which is fantastic. And that's for our October first. Very nice. Okay. Um, So again, Mary, anything, closing thoughts you would like to throw in here? No? Okay. So thank you for tuning in. This is the Layla Land Podcast. And um, we have, for our next podcast, I'm not going to reveal the guests. But part of what we do is we talk about everything in Crown Point. So these two guests, we're going to have them on together. Everybody's going to know both of them, or at least one of them, or at least know their names. So they will share some interesting stories of old Crown Point like back in the day. So I'll mm-hmm. we'll reveal their names a little later, but it'll be very entertaining. Yeah. That'll be a so, fun one. Yeah. We will have to add it very much. Sure. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> yeah, catch them early in the day. Right, right. So we may not be able to do an afternoon recording. but. Anyway, so that's going to be a very exciting self-show. So until next time, take care, be safe. You know where to find us.
1: You've been listening to Lay of the Land with Crown Point Mayor Pete Land and Chief of Staff Anthony Schleeder. If you like what you heard today, come hang out with us on the third Tuesday of every month. Lay of the Land is available on Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. We'll see you next time.